Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for turning in today to the Nun Report, and we got uh, quite a few things covered today. We're going to look at the, of course, one of the things that just keeps rearing its ugly head day after day after day is the, uh, because it's Pride Month, is the trans community and different things that are going on there. The fact that they're excluding anybody who doesn't uh, believe as they do or want to celebrate their celebration, you are now a bad guy and a bigot. We're going to talk about that. We'll take a look at the, and by the way, marginalized. Yeah, right. We're going to take a look at some of the crazy things that Democrats say today, like they always do. And Hakeem Jeffries is my star on the show today. He has said some pretty, um, pretty crazy things. I'm going to cover those a little bit and just point out the absurdity of what he talks about. We're going to look at the Florida law that was uh, banning gender reassignment surgeries for children, for minors, which I think is a reasonable and necessary thing to do, that was struck down by an activist judge there in Florida. We mentioned that yesterday, but I'm going to dive into it in a little more detail here today. So um, if you if you haven't yet, uh, please subscribe to me on rumble.com slash the nun report, or you can follow me on all the socials at the nun report or on Twitter at nun report. Really appreciate the support. Any, any support you get, it helps, uh, it helps it go out to more people generically. If you support the Patriot move, if you support the America first movement, then you need to support those that are out there spreading the good news to everybody. And, uh, and I hope that a lot of you watching, think that I am one of those. So please share this video. Please share out rumble.com slash the nun report and subscribe there to catch all the videos in their entirety. Now, this is the community. We're going to take a look at, uh, this is the community that's so-called uh, marginalized, a community that is oppressed, a community that is constantly threatened by violence. Now, keep in mind, they define violence as uh, states making laws that say women can't go into men or men can't go into women's restrooms. Men can't go into women's locker rooms. Uh, you can't do gender reassignment surgery on minors. These, this is what they call th threats of violence. This is to them having common sense laws, as they like to say about gun control is violence and a threat to them. And so they're charging around saying, oh, our community is threatened and da, 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 da. No, no. But I tell you what, I'm getting sick and tired of it. And I said it yesterday, and I will say it again probably in the future. Marginalize my ass. Here's the list of all the dates that recognize people from the LGBTIQ plus community, and including two entire months of the year. And then a lot of individual dates. And you can look at them. I mean, we have a LGBTQI plus Health Awareness Week. That's a full week, March 21st to 25th, March 31st, Transgender Day of Visibility, April 6th, International Asexual Day, April 13th, International Day of Pink. It's a day opposing homophobia, by the way, so that would be in opposition, I guess, to all of us. Uh, April 14th is a day of silence, April 26th, Lesbian Visibility Day, May 17th, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, and Transphobia, May 19th is a Gender Pride Day, so they have a Pride Day, too. Um, I don't know what Harvey Milk Day is. I, I don't. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not just. I'm not based enough to know the terms of what that is. May 25th, Pansexual and, and Pan Romantic Awareness Day. The entire month of June, of course, is Pride Month. That's where we are right now. Drop down to October. The entire month is LGBT History Month, and that's in October. In October, we also have International Lesbian Day, National Coming Out Day. Uh, 
Gender Fluid Visibility Week, International Pronoun Day, Spirit Day for LGBTIQA plus youth, Asexual Awareness Week, Intersexual Awareness Day, and Trans Awareness Month, which is uh, November. Actually, I guess there's three full months of the year. So uh, June is Pride Month. October is LGBT History Month. And November is Trans Awareness Month. So a quarter of the entire year is devoted to recognizing these so-called marginalized and uh, downtrodden uh, communities and people. I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. I think it's ridiculous. I think that, it, it, and, and how much attention goes to, goes to America, goes to the United States, goes, goes to veterans. Memorial Day, one day. Talked about that yesterday. Today is the, the anniversary of D-Day. Oh, one day. It'll get talked about and then it'll get brushed back under the rug for the rest of the year and then next year we'll talk about it again. But these people need to, they need validation. It seems like every day of the year, every month of the year, every week of the year, there's some sort of holiday that validates them. I don't understand what this constant need for validation is. You know, they have they have the right to marry who they want. They have the right to love who they want. This has been, this has been for some time. I did a show uh, episode last week on how the TQIA plus has hijacked the LGB community and movement. And they have, they have, I stand by that. And then when you have the kind of double think that's out there, this is, this is, um, I mean, you have an OBGYN, uh, Dr. Jennifer Lincoln. The question is, is this person a woman? And it has a picture of Dylan Mulvaney. She says, I'm an OGBYN, and the answer is yes, move on and stop spreading hate. I didn't know that not agreeing with somebody because their biology says they're a male or a female, I didn't understand that was hate. You don't get to define hate, okay? Let's get that straight right now. You don't get to define what hate is. You don't get to define who hates you. You don't get to go inside my head, and you don't get to redefine words to make them mean whatever you want so you can be a fucking victim. Fugging, all right? Facebook, whoever's whoever's going to take objection to that. Anyway, Z Van Fleet, I follow on Twitter. She's uh, she, she explains she's from China. She she escaped the the purge over there and came to America and has since become a citizen. She loves America, and she came from China again. Uh, this she says experts like this OBGYN are the norm in CCP's China. In Mao's era, and she escaped the Mao uh, purge era, they were called the red experts, which means to have a communist mindset along with professional skill. Xi Jinping has since revived the term. These experts are trained to use science to serve party. Does that sound like COVID? Maybe a little bit over here? Just, just a little bit, maybe? Uh, those who take their science too seriously are usually sidelined or worse. Happened here, Dr. Malone and many others. Don't forget Dr. Lee Wingling, who was published by the CCP, who punished by the CCP for warning his colleagues of the emerging corona or COVID virus. Communism demands science, obey party, just like wokeism does here in the US. See, it's not about science, it's not about biology. They say follow the science, but they don't really mean it. I had to throw this one in here because this is up in my neck of the woods, uh, not far from where I live, actually. This is a little town in Washington State, north of Seattle, probably about 
45, 50 minutes north of Seattle without traffic, which is very rare, called Cedar Woolley. This town, it's not a large town. It's out kind of in the sticks. It used to be a bunch of, uh, you know, full of just basically rednecks, you know, um, good old boys and, and, and families. And uh, they were a pretty tight-knit patriotic community. Well, I tell you, people, the cancer is spreading. High school here in Washington State goes woke. Cedar Woolley High has replaced the American flag. Not They're not flying the pride flag in addition to the American flag. They have replaced the American flag with the pride flag. Now, if you want to, if you want to fly a pride flag, that's fine, man. I don't care, man. Whatever floats your boat. If you like the rainbow colors and you think that represents your community, that's cool. But don't go replacing the American flag with it. Don't go replacing long-standing traditions and realities with it. And don't force others to buy into your belief system. Just exist. Live and let live. That's what I want to do. You know, the only reason people are upset with what's going on is because you're cramming it down our throats every single, everywhere we turn. It's getting thrown in our face. It's getting crammed down our throats. It's getting crammed down our children's throat. The children, you know, going after them. An activist judge in Florida has taken a stand and, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so federal court halts enforcement of Florida transgender health ban Against challengers, see uh, some parents sued because they want to trans their children. And uh, a federal district court today issued an order blocking enforcement of Florida State Boards of Medicine and osteopathic medicine rules banning established medical care for transgender adolescents, as well as provision in SB 244 that codified those rules into state law with added criminal and civil penalties. Today's order allows Florida parents challenging the ban to access necessary medical care for the transgender for their transgender children while the legal challenge continues so they can go ahead and continue their their uh, you know their surgeries or their um, hormone blockers whatever it is that they're doing to their children the judge in his ruling and I'm going to just pull up some experts from it it's a it's a fairly long ruling and, and you know come on and, and I'm going to be right up front with this and tell you this is not a legal opinion all right this is a manifesto of transgender ideology. It is a manifesto of leftist uh, culturalism that they're trying to cram down our throats to change our society. And the ultimate target is the children. Because if you, if you change the children, you change a country. That's where, and that's, I mean, they, they're just like the Chinese Communist Party, man. These people, they play the long game. They know if you go after the education system and the children long enough that you will eventually change generations and you will change a country. And that's what they're doing. So the judge wrote, uh, Judge Hinkle, he said, the elephant in the room should be noted at the outset, gender identity is real. What followed in the next two pages of the court's opinion was an was an as aggressive a ruling as we've seen in challenging state actions to limit gender-affirming medical care, backed up again by a seven-day bench trial over these issues. The judge continued, the medical defendants speaking through their attorneys have admitted gender identity is real. At least one defense expert also has admitted, Hinkle wrote, some people, however, believe that transgender individuals have inappropriately chosen a contrary gender identity, male or female, just as one might choose whether to read Shakespeare or Grisham. 
And I think it's true. It's very, it's very fad oriented right now. Because of this, he continued, those people tend to oppose medical care and the support of a person's transgender existence. No, we don't oppose their existence. Stop. Stop. We do not oppose their existence. We may not agree with it, but we don't oppose it. We don't oppose their right to do it as grown, consenting adults, not as children. Okay? Leave the children alone. He continues, the members of the medical boards defending the lawsuit, at least in court, are not among those people in this litigation, Hinkle wrote, the medical defendants have explicitly acknowledged that this view is wrong and that pushing individuals away from their transgender identity is not legitimate state interest. Nonetheless, an unspoken suggestion running just below the surface of some of the proceedings. Anyway, to that, Hinkle wrote, any proponent of the challenge statute of rules should put up or shut up. This is a judge in his ruling Put up or shut up was his language. Do you acknowledge that there are individuals with actual gender identities opposite their natal sex or do you not? Dog whistles ought not be tolerated. Again, this is not a, this is not a, a legal opinion. It, it is a, it's a manifesto for transgender ideology. It's a political opinion. And that's the problem with a lot of these judges. And, and I don't know who backed this guy, who got him in there or whatnot. He's obviously an extremely liberal activist judge. And there's a lot of those out there. Many of them funded through, uh, through places that are funded by George Soros. And, um, and there's some more into that. I'm going to jump onto the next topic though, because I, I want to move along. I got a lot of things to cover. I want to make sure that I get to them. And, um, and again, make sure you check Check out the show on rumble.com slash the nun report or on the socials at the nun report, the nun report.com. You can also find me there. This next story, this didn't happen in Canada. And now we're, I know we're used to seeing these things in Canada because that's what they do. You're not allowed to protest uh, within a certain distance of another uh, type of protest. If you're counter protesting, you're not allowed to be close to them. Even if it's just in silent prayer, you can't even stand there and silently pray. A woman up in Canada was arrested for silently praying on the sidewalk. This happened in Reading, Pennsylvania. Check this out. This is uh, another case of, you know what? The first amendment, free speech, freedom of assembly, that only applies to, to groups that are considered, uh, you know, diminished or, or minorities or, have a special designation or some letters by their name or something. Normal everyday Americans, especially white males, especially white males. Oh man, you do not have, you do not have the freedoms of speech or freedom of assembly in this country any longer. Not if it opposes, not if it opposes the ideology of the, of the state and particularly today, the, the trans or LGBTQ plus community. Christian arrested after holding sign with seven biblical words in a pride event. And I'm going to show you the video too. I always bring the receipts here. I offer my opinions. Sure, that's what I do. But I always bring the receipts. And you guys are welcome to form your own opinions. You may think I'm full of it. And that's fine. You may think that uh, my presentation is horrible, but I will bring the receipts. And so you can take a look at that and make up your own mind. Anyway, the Western Journal, they wrote... Uh, then another preacher named, and, and again, I'm going to show you a video of this. Uh, 
named Damon Atkins approached with a sign that contained the famous words of Christ in the Gospel of John, go and sin no more. John 8, 11, a verse that is often ignored by leftists who like to use the rest of the story as a way to make Jesus seem like he would be accepting of sin, which is not, which is not what the story is about. Less than a minute after arriving, Atkins is approached by police sergeant Bradley McCoon, who told him to respect their event. While Atkins responded that it was public property and therefore he had a right to be there. Seems so far so good. You be the judge when you watch the video. McLoon then walked away, but Atkins continued to preach, at which point McLoon and other officers returned and handcuffed him while people celebrating the Pride event cheered as he was led away. So this is in Reading, Pennsylvania. So check this out. You've got a guy. Um, he's, he's preaching the gospel, and he's wearing a sandwich board. Or he's not, excuse me, he's not wearing a sandwich board. He, he's got a... He's got a sign with that Bible verse on there. And the police decided, and by the way, he's across the street. He's not anywhere near the event that's going on. And, uh, And they arrested him. I don't know what the charges are, but there is video of it. They can say he was disturbing or disruptive or whatever. I didn't know that being disrespectful was a crime, first of all. I didn't know that disrupting or counter-protesting was a crime on a public sidewalk in the United States where we have the First Amendment, where you're allowed to have free speech and freedom of assembly. Very basic rights. It's the First Amendment for a reason. And it doesn't matter if you agree with what I have to say. I still have the right to say it. Anyway, this guy was hurting nobody. He was harassing nobody. I mean, maybe, of course, they like to be victims. I'm sure they were so uh, distressed and and horrified by hearing somebody talk about God and the Bible. I'm sure that it, it was distressing for them. This is about a two-minute clip, and I may or may not play the whole thing. You're going to get the gist of it after a while, but I did want to kind of play it in its entirety so you could get the context of it. There's a protest, set set up the stage here a little bit. There's a protest going on across the street, uh, or actually a, 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 a support protest for LGBTQ and, and Pride. It's a demonstration in support of Pride. And a few people had gathered across the street, in anti-protest and they were being peaceful. They were just standing there on the sidewalk, minding their own business for the most part, including this gentleman who was arrested. Anyway, check this out. Looks like some more men just showed up to support us. This cop's gonna give them a hard time. So far, he's fine. God is not. He started preaching. Getting this on film. He said, "God." And all the pride people are cheering that he's being arrested. 
I cannot God, believe I'm watching this. This cop is on a complete power trip. This man was just arrested for holding a sign with a Bible verse on it yeah, and saying us earlier. and saying the word God. In the United States of America. I can't believe this is in Reading. I can't believe this is in Reading. These cops need to be fired. God bless you, brother. This is an unjust arrest. We have it on film. So that's it. They uh, led him off in handcuffs. He was arrested. I don't know what the charge is. I, haven't, I wasn't able to find that information yet. Uh, but it is authentic. I did, I did make sure that was real. Um, so what do you think? What do you think about that? From what I saw, and, and there's a, before that, there's like there's three or four minutes of video of just people hanging around. And then there's a couple more minutes of video afterwards. They led the guy around the corner and sat him down on the sidewalk while they're waiting for a car to come and get him. Still in handcuffs. And uh, what I saw was a guy holding a sign with the Bible verse on it who pointed out to the police that he was on public property and, you know, you do you and I'll do me. Okay? And then he said the word God. And that's when the cops closed in, grabbed the guy, put him in cuffs, wouldn't allow him to hand his backpack off to his friend. Um, completely over the top. Completely over the top. I, I can't even believe this happened anywhere, let alone in America, where we're supposed to, again, we have the First Amendment, and it's it's there for a reason. These police went obviously have some small man complex and, uh, and and like to exercise their authority and control over those that they can. And, um, and they were looking for a reason. That's what I saw. I saw cops looking for a reason to arrest somebody. And so they created a reason and they arrested a man for exercising his first amendment rights who was threatening nobody who was not disruptive in any way. He simply was preaching the gospel. This is what we've come to in the United States. We have freedom of religion too, by the way. And it's sad. This is a sad day. When I saw this, man, I, I mean, I, 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 uh, I about cried. To see how how our country has devolved into an authoritarian type of society to where if you don't agree with the current 
you know, popular thing of the day that the government is pushing, then you are suddenly an enemy of the state and they treat you like that. This is, uh, this is scary stuff, people. I don't think you understand how far down the rabbit hole we've gone. And I hope that you guys are ready for what's next to come because some things are going to come. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And this is one of the things that might come. Imagine this. Liz Cheney, Republican Party, must move past Trump's cult of personality as she contemplates presidential bid. All right, first of all, the first thing that I, when I read this headline and I, and I read cult of personality, I couldn't, you, you know the song? Cult of personality. That was the, immediately what came to my head. Now it's one of those brain worms, man. It's in there. It's been in there all day long. I hope that I gave it to you. Remember that song? Cult of personality. All right, I'm not the best singer, but I hope that I got that song stuck in your head because... If it's in my head, it's got to be in yours too, especially if you're watching this show. Anyway, Liz Cheney is thinking about running for president. Could you imagine? <laughs> I would, you know, I want to see her and Donald Trump on this debate stage. He would just tear her up. Oh, in, in fact, I, I wanted to run just for that reason, just for that reason. And uh, next up, we have uh, another pres another presidential contender who has spent some time in the White House, close to the White House, in fact. Uh, oh, by the way, Chris Christie, <laughs> Mr. Donut Boy, he uh, he filed today as well. And um, but but this week we also have Mike Pence. Mike Pence has uh, filed to run. He's going to run for president in twenty twenty four. So Pence twenty twenty four. I mean, come on now. Is there is there such a thing as a Pence supporter? I I've, I've never met one. I mean. He's going to have to poll at 1% in three different polls in order to participate in debates. I suppose he'll, he'll get 1%. That's pretty low. That's a pretty low uh, fence to, to, or pretty low hurdle to, to get over right there. Um, but Mike Pence, I mean, that's like watching paint dry. This, this guy is the most boring person in the world. He's, and he's completely, he's a complete, absolute rhino. Um, but, you know, hey, whatever. I mean, I, don't, I guess these people run for president. They collect a lot of money for their PACs and they can use it for future campaigns. Or when when they're defeated, then they can donate what's left to other candidacies or something like that. I'm not, I'm not I mean, I'll be upfront with you. I'm not entirely well-versed on campaign finance laws. I should probably know more, more about them than I do. Um but that's the only thing I can see. Why, why would he get, he has no chance in winning. None, zero, zero, less than zero. Mike Pence has less chance of winning the presidency than Liz Cheney does. You heard it here first, okay? Anyway, he's running and uh, we'll see what happens there. So I'd be, uh, I'd be remiss rather than doing weirdness today, uh, truth, freedom, and weirdness, that's what the Nun Report is about. Uh, I thought I'd do a moment of somberness. It is the anniversary of D-Day, and I think it's important we remember that. Um, and President Trump did a great tribute to it. I'm sure that Biden's going to do a tribute to it at some point today, and he'll probably be yelling and raising his fists in the air. Angry Joe is going to come out. He likes to sound powerful and strong and, and accents his points by yelling at people. And um, we'll see if that happens or not. If it happens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark this clip and then... I'll play the clip of him yelling and raising his fist in whatever speech he gives today regarding D-Day. But here is the tribute that Donald J. Trump did 
President Donald J. Trump. Check it out. The lives that they gave, the sacrifice that they made, did not just win a battle. It did not just win a war. Those who fought here won a future for our nation. They won the survival of our civilization. And they showed us the way to love, cherish, and defend our way of life for many centuries to come. Thank you, President Trump, and thank you to all of those who gave their lives and fought so that we could have the freedom that we, that we have. And how sad some of them must be to see the liberties and freedoms that they fought and gave their lives for being taken from, from us just a short time later. Not even a hundred years. Think of that. Not even a hundred years. My, how things have changed. Anyway, I promised you some uh, some Hakeem Jeffries, and and I haven't shown a lot of video yet today, so I'm going to jump on that. I like showing video clips because it, it's you're hearing from the horse's mouth. Hakeem Jeffries, he was on, I mean, morning show. Come on. I mean, this, this show is ridiculously slanted. But I like using their sources because it's a, it's a source of entertainment. It also shows you where they're coming from and what they believe. And, and I think that's important to uh, know thy, what do they say? Know thy enemy? Know your enemy? Right? Anyway, check this one out. I will say this. this is President Biden is certainly an incredible leader, incredible negotiator, incredible strategist, uh, and he's strong, brilliant, understands nuance in those conversations, some of whom uh, was that I was with him and the other legislative leaders and, and saw it firsthand in a high-stakes circumstance. Can he get any more kiss-ass? I mean, can, can he get any more kiss-ass? He's just, oh, Biden is great. He's wonderful. He's articulate. He's, he's a strategist. He's, he's incredible. He's amazing. I grovel at the throne of Joe Biden. Key man, you know, I, I thought that uh, I thought Nancy Pelosi was a was a liar and a, and a scoundrel and a drunk, and she is. But this guy, oh man! And then he throws out this tweet, and uh, this goes along with with uh, with this. He throws out this tweet. Um, it says. We saved America from the extreme right-wing plot to crash the economy. Who is these people in their freaking drama, man? Drama, drama, drama. They're wasting time in a phony effort to save kitchen appliances. Dun, dun, dun. Elon Musk, being Elon Musk, replies to it. What nefarious actions are they taking to crash the economy? <laughs> you know, Trump's right. 
we're going to have to pay the piper sooner or later. And, uh, and I think that it's better if it were sooner than later. We're going to have to bite the bullet. The spending levels and the debt levels are not sustainable. And it's going to destroy this country if, if it's not already past that point. It definitely will be soon. They're projecting Biden's budgets are going to take us uh, towards $50 trillion in debt. And um, I mean, just the deal, the debt deal hike they signed on to is going to bump us, back, bump us up above $35 trillion in the next two years before Biden even gets out of office or shortly thereafter. Hakeem Jeffries continued with this, and this was one of the biggest laughable moments that I had heard. You be the judge. Because we know that Democrats, President Biden, folks in the House and the Senate, we're team reasonable, we're team normal, we're team get stuff done. Team reasonable, team normal, team get stuff done. You know what you've gotten done? is you've got record inflation, you've got grocery prices and gas prices out of the roof, you've got an invasion happening at the southern border. Yeah, you're the party of get stuff done, all right. And you're reasonable. You're the party of reason. <laughs> he just said the Democrat Party is a party of reasonable and normal. So it's reasonable to have abortion up to birth? Is that it? Is it sex change for minors saying that's normal? Is, is and reasonable? Is that what you think? Um, transitioning kids, drag time story hour, you know? Or how about drag shows, you know, with men? dressed as women spreading their legs in front of children and having them stuff dollar bills in their G-strings. Is that, is that the kind of reasonable normal that you're talking about? How about the uh, men competing against women in sports? That's definitely reasonable. Completely normal, right? Defund the police. They like to say it's the Republicans. That are, no, we just want to get rid of the FBI because they're corrupt beyond repair. All right. How about what they did during COVID and the masks? How about censorship, man? All completely reasonable, normal things that the Democrat Party is doing. And if you don't believe, I mean, this is completely normal too. You have the California legislature. I mean, Scott Weiner, he's proud. He, he has Sister Roma there on the legislative floor honoring Pride Month. And, and uh, he's happy and proud about that. Completely normal. The party of reasonable and normal? How about that? Looks like a ep, uh, looks like a, <laughs> uh, a uh, episode from uh, Game of Thrones, or uh, yeah. I mean, these people are just um, no, no, no. That's not it. Katniss, bow and arrow. Um, may the odds be ever in your favor. I use the catch line at the end of every show. Anyway, Hunger Games, Hunger Games. I remembered. There's the early onset, man. It's coming. It's coming. I'm getting up there. I know. I know. But uh, yeah, it looks like the Hunger Games, man. They're getting ready to root on the villagers uh, that are fighting to the death in front of them, right? Or how about this video? Here, here's another example of complete, absolute uh, reason, reasonableness and, and normality.
system. I think our country's corrupt, and quite frankly, I don't want to vote for Biden. It feels like voting for a Republican, but I'm gonna do it. You want to know why? Why? Because the alternative is a fascist. A fascist is a fascist. Maybe we can have the conversation about dismantling the two-party system when a fascist isn't running. Maybe we can do that later, kiddo. Champ. Sheep. Maybe we can talk about it later! Completely reasonable and normal. The Democrat Party, for sure, man. Those Democrats, they're the most reasonable and normal people that I have ever had the, the joy of observing and interacting with. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, moving right along. Hey, here in Washington State, we're having the All-Star Game up here this year, and and. That's a big deal. I mean, we're excited about it. We got a nice ballpark. I haven't gone there in a long time because I, I can't deal with giving these woke organizations my money. And Seattle really is has become a shithole. It is full of homelessness and human feces in the street. Crime rates are skyrocketing. It's not safe to go in many parts of Seattle, including areas around the stadium, which... Uh, include Pioneer Square and other areas around there where the homeless have always been in Pioneer Square, but they didn't used to be like the homeless of today. You know, these aren't bums and hobos of the past. These are uh, people who have no respect for uh, anyone, including themselves. Well, Seattle has a problem. They've defunded the police. They fired a lot of them for not getting vaccinated. And... So there's a massive shortage of first responders. They don't have enough employees, even though the city budget is exploding, but it's all being spent on social programs that are doing absolutely nothing. People can get their drug paraphernalia and go to safe injection sites whenever they want. That's where the money is being spent. Well, we have the All-Star Game coming to Seattle, and they can't, apparently, they don't have the personnel to clean up the area. Because you got to clean it up, right? You can't have people coming from all over the country for the All-Star game. And Major League Baseball will not be happy if they come into Seattle and it's a complete shithole around the stadium with a ton of RVs, motorhomes, tents, human feces in the street, crime going crazy. That's all happening all around the stadium area, okay? Well, they can't do it. So what are they? they're calling on the citizens of Seattle. Come! The community cleanup day. Come, come volunteer your time. Come out and do our job for us. We know you paid us taxes and we know that you're going to pay exorbitant prices for tickets to go to these games, but we can't keep the area clean. We need you to come down and help us. This is not a joke. 
The city of Seattle is having a community cleanup day where they are soliciting citizen volunteers to come down for free to do the city's job of cleaning up the streets and the surrounding area of the baseball stadium so it doesn't look like a shithole <laughs> when the All-Star game comes here. And, uh, of course, the Seattle Mariners are all on board with it. Seattle Mariners, Seattle Metro Chamber, and Together Washington invite you to get to get us ready for the big baseball event coming up. They make it sound like, it's oh, it's an honor to participate. Let's go down and help Seattle clean up their shithole. Meet at Mariners Parking Plaza at 9 a.m. for our kickoff community celebration with refreshments provided. Brought to you by the Seattle Mariners, the Chamber Together Washington, Chinatown International District, Friends S-O-D-O, that's the Soto District for those of you that aren't from here, and the Port of Seattle. <laughs> Anybody who goes down and does that, man, you are one dumb S-O-B. I mean, the nerve, first of all, they would ask, and the fact that there will be people who go down there. Oh, oh yes, let's go help our city. Let's go help clean up. Who's, who's going to be manning the shovel, picking up all the human feces in the street? That's what I want to know. So I've maintained for a long time that one of our, uh, one of the reasons we see all the insanity that I talk about and the, the decline of American society and American uh, exceptionalism is a, a, it stems to something that the Democrats and the liberal the Marxists, the communists, the extreme commie Democrats, yes, are always trying to destroy. And that's the nuclear family. The family unit, they're trying to divide it and destroy it in every way possible. And it's been going on for decades. They've been playing the long game. And uh, right down to now, why are they pushing the, the transgenderism on kids? Here in Washington State, kids can run away from home, go to a state shelter, and claim that they are trans. The state's not required to notify you or even let you know that your kids are safe. On top of that, they will make sure that they have gender-affirming care of their choice, all paid for on the tax dollar of the citizens of Washington State. And... Um, you know, another way to divide the family, another way to get rid of the family. But the, the destruction of the nuclear family is, in my opinion, probably the largest contributor to the downfall of our society. See, when you have a family, when you have a family unit, a mother and a father, children, and you're raising your children, you have time because you don't have to work. You don't have to have a two-income household. You don't have to be away and you can raise your kids, that is passing on values from one generation to the next. They're learning from their parents who learned from their parents, who learned from hard work, right? And um, and right, you have so many households that are just blown up. You know, you have a lot of fatherless households. And I'm going to use this as an example. Yes, mothers are extremely important. Absolutely. I don't 
I'm not trying to take that away from them. I can't even understand what it is like to be a woman, and I would never pretend to be like many of people in our society nowadays do. But I can't talk from a masculine and a father's perspective. I follow this account, came across him, uh, Save Your Sons. It's at Save Your Sons on Twitter. Give it a follow. The guy puts up a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I just recently discovered him. His account is growing. And uh, this is one that he, he put up there. Um, and he said, things to teach your son. And here's something to think about. I, I believe that boys need a strong father or father figure in their lives to become strong men. If not, society is going to teach them all the BS that they're teaching putting out in the public school system and from their peers, and they might just fall into the gender ideology trap just to fit in. But if you have a strong family unit, and particularly for boys, look, we have to have strong men in this society. We have to, or it will fail. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Unfortunately, we're at the end of that cycle right now. And uh, because we have a lot of weakness going on out there. How hard things need to get before we have strong men again? I don't know. I hope it's soon. I hope that things have come really close to that point. But um, save your sons. He said this, thing to teach your, things to teach your son. These are things that he's teaching his kids and uh, he wants to know what else. So here's something to think about. And if you want to drop me a message or if you want to comment on this video and go ahead and say, hey, how about this or this or this? I'd love to see what else you think that your sons should be taught. Here's his list. Chess, how to sell, when to tip, storytelling, change a tire. You'd be surprised how many kids don't know how to change a tire. Firearm safety. Big on my list. Throw a punch. Absolutely. Guy's got to know how to fight when he needs to. Love for nature. Public speaking. How to tell a joke. That could go along with public speaking. Entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Been doing it since I was 15. How to catch a fish. How to treat a girlfriend. And how to treat her parents. All good tips. And I agree with all of them. And I, and I thought of a few others, of course. Um, but these people are, you know, this country's, you just look at how, you know, the thought of it. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'll live long enough to see the final outcome. But I hope that I do get to live long enough to see us turn the corner from insanity back to rational critical thought and in uh, American exceptionalism. It's okay to be a patriot. It's okay to believe that America is great. It's okay to want your country to be the greatest on earth. It's okay to want to win, to want to be the best, to want to excel, to exceed, to be better, stronger, than any other nation on earth. Because if you don't believe that, I guarantee you the Chinese and the Russians do. 
But maybe we are headed for national divorce. I don't know. I usually save sort these sorts of things for Fan Mail Friday, but I was going to pop this up real quick. So Babalu, obviously not his real name, um, another troll out there. I mean, I, I get trolled all the time. Their main purpose is to get you banned. So understand that. If you're a conservative and you're out there on social media and do not engage with these people, okay? Past one comment and make sure that comment is not promoting violence, that it's not too mean. If that is, if you don't, if you don't want to get banned because you will. Their main goal is to out, go out there and troll conservatives with the express purpose of getting them banned. So if you step across the line and you engage with them too much, they will report you and Facebook and or Twitter and wherever else is going to restrict your account. So just, just know that. I don't engage with them. I throw out a flippant comment and let them know that, uh, you know, okay, well, hey, that's your thought. Here's mine. And then I never go back more than once, ever. Those are my rules. Those are the none better rules right here. So um, anyway, he says, most of the red states, especially the Southern ones, couldn't survive without the federal tax dollars generated by the blue states. Maybe the red states should secede. Maybe you should. I said, okay, challenge accepted. We'll keep the food and energy. You keep the revenue. And on that note, I want to thank you for tuning in. Hey, if you've just been uh, listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or any of the podcast channels, I'm on all of them, iHeart, Amazon, Google, Apple. I'm out there. You can find me. So if you, if you don't have time to sit down and watch a video, but you commute and you want to listen to the show, you can listen to it every single day on any of the podcast channels. I'm also on all the social media slots, sites at The Nun Report, except for TikTok because I don't do that commie BS. And Twitter is not at The Nun Report. It's at None report. Had to make that little change there for reasons I've already explained. Anyway, hey, um, make sure you check me out on rumble.com slash the none report. You can watch the video and everything I put up. Thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>